Here's a midweek reflection. Failure is part of the process. Too many of us fall into the trap of perfectionism. That's easy for me to say. Perfectionism. There it was. That was very imperfect. There's a good start to this particular little episode of the podcast, which is really a little nugget of wisdom that I want to share. I loved my previous series of the podcast where I would share some insights and wisdom on a daily basis. This is a a mini version of that. Maybe once a week, the idea is that I'll drop in some insights that I'm rolling around with at the moment. And what's really topical for me, having spent the whole weekend training our incredible alcohol-free performance coaches in their certification, we were talking a lot about failure, slip-ups, departures from the wagon. And for me, the most important part of that training really is learning to coach someone around the inevitable slip-up. And why do I say inevitable? Because I think culturally, we don't like to think like that. We like to assume that we're all going to be perfect and that's how the world works. And if we're not perfect, then we're fouled. And I think this trips up so many people on any behavioral change, not just around alcohol-free. We want to be perfect. Janet Povey of the dieting world coined the phrase, which I love, the what the hell effect. The what the hell effect she noticed was when coaching her clients to tell you, you know, change their relationship with food and they'd be optimal in their nutritional strategy. And then of course, day 15, day 20, a stray cream cake would come along and then boom, what the hell? The diet's blown, I might as well have 10 cream cakes. And then there's that embarrassment and shame. And of course they ditch the healthy eating plan until six months later when they readdress it. And in, in many ways, that's indicative of most human change, isn't it? It wants to be perfect. And if it's not, we give up. We tell ourselves a story, which is not true, that it's just us. We're broken. Everyone else is perfect. And actually, if you look at the real science of change, and that's what I do, I'm buried in it constantly trying to figure out how do we help people make change quicker, lasting change? Because it's clearly not knowledge. We've all got the knowledge of what we need to do. It's just doing it is difficult. And when you really look at this, And I actually touch on this in an up-and-coming podcast with the brilliant uh, Dr. Nzinga. We were talking about the stages of change model. This is James Petraska. I like James Petraska a lot. I'll tell you why I like him a lot, because he was highly motivated to figure this stuff out, a bit like myself. In his instance, though, it was his dad. His dad was an alcoholic and would refuse treatment. So he watched his dad die of that particular uh, affliction. And he vowed to do something about it. He vowed to try and teach humans how change it works so that they could change themselves for good. That's the title of his great book, by the way, Change for Good. I highly recommend. So he figured out that we make change in these distinct stages, which is now very widely used and ubiquitous in medical fields, the stages of change or the trans-theoretical change model. And you'll see the different stages. There's pre-contemplation. Pre-contemplation is that moment when we're completely unaware of the need to change. So I've described my relationship with alcohol in that stage up until about the age of 30. I never really questioned alcohol. It just wasn't like on my radar, my conscious radar. Even though there was lots of signs that it wasn't serving me, I just hadn't made that conscious connection with it. And I think the vast majority of my work these days and in training our wonderful alcohol-free performance coaches and our coaches in general is to tap people on the shoulder and wake them up a little bit and move them from that pre-contemplation, it's not on their conscious radar, into the next stage, which is contemplation. When you've started to think, oh, I wonder, is it alcohol that's getting in the way of me being optimal 
in the workplace? Is it alcohol that's actually causing me to be inconsistent in the way I move my body, the way I nourish my body? Is it alcohol that's getting in the way of my relationships? Is it alcohol that's preventing me being the parent that I want to be, the partner that I want to be? That is an awakening. So something that was once unconscious becomes conscious. Freud spoke a lot about this consciousness raising. That's how we step from pre-contemplation into contemplation. It's where I do a lot, I guess, of my work. But where this gets really interesting for me, the next stage is not action. And most people assume change is delineated by action. If you're not taking action, then you're not changing. But of course, you start to see there's a whole stage to process before action because the next stage after contemplation is preparation, getting ready to make change. The tools, maybe the techniques, the groups you need to join, the courses you need to take, the books you need to read. That is the preparation stage, which is incredibly important. And then, and only then you get into the action stage. But here's the big takeaway relevant to today's um, short podcast, is that the research Petraska found is that on average, it takes people four to five times around that change process, which goes from action into maintenance, eventually into termination, but very often goes from action back around the circle because of a slip up, a departure from the wagon, a stumble, a blip, a whoopsie, as the lovely Norella said this weekend. I think it's an Australian term, but it cracked me up. But these things are baked into the change process. I cannot make that point hard enough. That is why failure is part of the process. Failure is part of the change process. Yet we're all running around assuming we have to be perfect when no one is. Change is gloriously messy. And the more we can appreciate that, the quicker we bounce back. Because rather than it being something we're ashamed of or mortified by, embarrassed by, I've let Andy down, I've let the group down, I've let everyone down, it's just me. The more we can get it out in the open that it's not just you. Everyone goes through the same change process. Even those that would talk about spontaneous sobriety, if you actually talk to them about it, you'll find there's usually a period of months or years building up to that point. Same as there was for me. It took me two years before I cracked the alcohol code. Two years of getting it wrong. Two years of failure. Two years of slip up. But constantly iterating and learning and growing stronger through that process, going around that stages of change model. So here's the great secret. It's not a perfect circle. It's a corkscrew of change. And what I mean by that is, even though you might move through those stages into action and slip up and go back a few stages, maybe even back to pre-contemplation sometimes or contemplation, you're never quite back at the same level. You've gone slightly higher because it's a corkscrew, an upward corkscrew of change, if you can imagine. And for some people, it might take once around that loop. For others, it might take 50 times around that loop. But they still end up in the same place, making the change, their desired change. This is such a powerful and important message that I wanted to share with you today. And if you want to know more about this, don't forget, visit my website, andyramage.com. There's loads of free resources on there that, that I know you'll enjoy from my 10x journaling system to a weekly email that I'm going to send you, a note from your coach on some of my top coaching tips to a workshop if you want to come and train with me like many just did this weekend in alcohol-free performance coach or a positive psychology coach. It's what I do most and what I do best. And equally, if you want some seven steps to take a break from alcohol, it's all there. It's all in free resources on my website, andyramage.com. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you back on the podcast very soon. Let's do this.